In Psalm chapter 64, David concluded his psalm with this statement that let the righteous one rejoice in the Lord and take refuge in him. Let all the upright in heart exult. Even though he was confronted with a lot of people who tried to pin him down or destroy, destroy his life, he exalted us to be righteous in, at all times. And we should rejoice in the Lord in our righteousness. Let me read to you this chapter, chapter 64 of Psalm, verses 1 to 10. Hear my voice, O God, in my complaint. Preserve my life from dread of the enemy. Hide me from the secret plots of the wicked, from the throng of evildoers, who wet their tongues like swords, who aim bitter words like arrows, shooting from ambush at the blameless, shooting at him suddenly and without fear. They hold fast to their evil purpose. They talk of laying snares secretly, thinking, who can see them? They search out injustice, saying, we have accomplished a diligent search, for the inward mind and heart of men are deep. But God shoots his arrow at them. They are wounded suddenly. They are brought to ruin with their own tongues turned against them. All who see them will wag their heads. Then all mankind fears. They tell what God has brought about and ponder what he has done. Let the righteous one rejoice in the Lord and take refuge in him. Let all the upright in heart exult. David files his complaint before the Lord, as we see here in verse 1. Why? Because the enemies are relentless to destroy his life. How did he describe their ruthless deeds here? He said here in verse 2 to 6, they have been doing secret plots towards David. In verse 2, they are a throng of evildoers. It means that there are so many. They wet their tongues like swords. They aim bitter words like arrows in verse 3. They shoot him as blameless. They, he has nothing that, that was wrong that he did to them. Yet he did an ambush to them, to him, shooting at him without fear. They really were relentless. They hold fast to their evil purpose. They talk of laying snares or traps secretly. And they were, they were thinking, who can see them? In verse 5, they search out injustice. And they were so proud to say, we have accomplished a diligent search. So they were like hunters, setting and placing ambush and pursuing him as the prey. They wet and fired their darts at him. David marveled the depths of their intentions by saying in verse 6, For the inward mind and heart of a man are dead. He really cannot fathom their evil deeds. However, God knows and is on top of every situation in his life. He confidently says in verse 7, But God shoots his arrow at them. They are wounded suddenly. Now, he did not take things in his hands. He did not plan for a revenge or he did not fight against his enemy by himself. But he acknowledged that it will be God who will shoot an arrow at them. And their growth brought to ruin. Like a boomerang, their tongue turned 
against them. And all who see them will wag their heads. Then those who can see this, what God has done, all mankind fears and detail what God has brought about and ponder what he has done. This is what we read in verse 7 to 9. So in other words, what his enemies were doing at him, the Lord will be defending him. Although David cannot fathom, cannot understand the depths of the evil, the intentions of his enemies, but we know in the Bible that nothing is hidden before God. In Hebrews 4, verse 13, everyone is naked before God. And also in Psalm 139, nobody can run out or can run away from God. God knows everyone and God is everywhere. Nothing or nobody is hidden from God. So since God is our refuge, we could be secured and rejoice in him despite the dangers the enemies are doing. That's what he said here in verse verse, um, <clears throat> verse 10. Let the righteous one rejoice in the Lord and take refuge in him. Let all the upright in heart. Exalt. The reason why we can rejoice is not because we have no problems. It's not because of the absence of difficulties and challenges of life, but because we know that we can take refuge in God. God is our present help in times of trouble, as Psalm 46, verse 1 says. God is there as our defense, our fortress, so that we can rejoice in Him. I pray that we will be like David, unaffected by what the enemies are doing. It's easy for us to succumb to what the, the enemy is doing. You know, we, we would be affected by the circumstances, the conditions of our lives. We are weak people, of course. We recognize our vulnerabilities and our, our frailties. We are weak people, but God is our strength that we should not be carried away by the temptations to succumb to despair and discouragements. But despite of what the enemies and the devil is doing in our lives, we could rejoice in the Lord. Just like what James said in James 1, verse 2 to 4, I think the principle of why God allow, allows uh, trials is the reason behind this is because it is to develop in us the faith, not to destroy our lives. When James said, count it all joy when you meet diverse temptations or trials. Knowing this, the trial of your faith works patience or endurance. And when patience has its perfect work, we will become mature, lacking in nothing. And that's what God wants in your life and in my life, that we'll become mature through difficulties, through trials. So a person who is really maturing is one who is rejoicing despite difficulties. I pray that we will be such people. Are you a Christian who is rejoicing despite the challenges of your life? You are in good company because that is what the, the Bible tells us, especially in the life of David. Let us pray. Father, thank you for your word today. We thank you, Lord, for the experiences of David as we read over and over again about the difficulties and hardships 
because he has a lot of enemies, despite that he did not do anything wrong towards them. Thank you, the Father, that you can learn principles from his psalms, from the, from the songs that he wrote in the scriptures. So let it be that we'll be able to remember all these principles, Lord, today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you.